Guys, do you want thicker, fuller hair? Do you desire lustrous, luscious locks that you can run your fingers through? Maybe a full head of hair makes you feel attractive. Perhaps a full head of hair boosts your confidence and self-esteem. Whatever your reasons, if you have started to experience hair loss, there is good news. Because there are effective, FDA-approved treatments that work. One is a prescription clinically proven to prevent further loss. The other is clinically proven to regrow your hair in two to four months. And both are available from Roman for just a dollar a day. Just complete a free online visit. Roman connects you to a U.S. licensed healthcare professional who will work with you to find the best treatment plan. Then Roman sends everything you need right to your door with free shipping and indiscreet packaging. So guys, are you Roman ready for a thicker, fuller head of hair? Go to ro.co slash fuller. Do it today and Roman will give you 20% off your first order. That's ro.co slash fuller. You're listening to One on One with DP, brought to you by Mary Ellen's Food for the Soul on 93.7 The Ticket and theticketfm.com. Ladies and gentlemen, we have a development. Nicholas decided to throw on Wimbledon on the television behind me, as you see right here. Right here. If you're watching on Facebook, YouTube, Twitch, or Twitter, you can see on the Sarder Heyman Jewelers Live video stream Wimbledon, which I should actually actually take this down. See, Rico, he's going to try to play. That is a terrible idea on his part. He's Um, walking all right. So I don't know what his first name is, but his last name is. Ooh! (gasps) Sinner. Um, hey, look at that shot, though. Also, he is. Oh, he is currently in the quarterfinal against the number. one. He's the ten seed currently in the quarterfinal against the number one seed, Djokovic. Um, he the they they are tied two to two, um, and he was he was up. Uh, in he the still finals. is. Oh, well, he still is. Um, two sets to one. In Joker. The, oh my god, he returned it. He rolled his ankle. What is going on? Pretty badly, and uh, yeah, that's how are. Now he's he's. Advantage Seeing if he can get it, but we'll see what happens. That's unbelievable. Advantage Joker here in the fourth set. So, um, yeah, it centers up two sets to one right now. Um, but Joker's up five to two in the fourth set and has the advantage. He has set point here. We'll see what happens. So, wow. Well, this this is interesting. See, I, I I am fascinated by Wimbledon. I'm sorry, Rico. No, you're fine. But um, I enjoy watching like, tennis. Dude, sometimes. dude, they're they're serving it a hundred. That that serve was 127 miles per hour. How do you even return that? Like that. Well, that one. Was that one's ninety, and you returned it with ease. Back to a deuce. Wild. It's unbelievable. One hundred and twenty-seven miles per hour, and you're able to return it. Wild. Wild. Unreal. Okay. So anyway. we're gonna get to a, the ESPN article. Just came out today, right? Today, July fifth. Um, from Bill Connolly. The biggest takeaways from USC and UCLA leaving the pack, leaving the Pac-12 for the Big Ten. Um, he he goes into talking about how UCLA and USC have been in some type of version of the Pac-12 since uh, the 1950s or what have you. Um, but it's it's very it. I kind of agree with people who are upset about this move, saying that okay. college football is dead. I don't agree with that, but I agree that it is confusing for two California teams to join a 
predominantly Midwest Northern region conference mm-hmm. where their styles don't don't mesh at all. And I understand styles, you know, whatever, you know, anybody can beat anybody. It doesn't matter the styles. Yeah. But just everything about both of these schools, if you compare them to everything that the other schools in the Big Ten are about, it really doesn't match up. It's very confusing. Well, I think right now it's it's a little confusing because of that reason, like you said. However, if there's a bigger plan in place, or if you if the Big Ten knows that there's more additions coming, mm-hmm. then the plan makes sense. Then then it it kind of makes sense after a while because you expect some more Western you know Western teams to join the fold, whether that's Oregon, whether that's Utah or even Colorado or Stanford, you expect some of those dots to be a little more connected there um, or easier to connect mm. if, if you kind of expand the footprint even more. But also, in response to the college football is dead now argument... I don't agree with it. I don't agree with it because everybody that watches college football or pays attention or listens to the radio or listens to sports talk radio or watches ESPN, you kind of have seen this coming... In the recent years, like that was a good shot. Anyway, um, so like over time, <laughs> you've seen the demise of college football happen. Whether it was through NIL and right at the start on July first of twenty twenty one, NIL started and it worked out really well at the beginning. And then teams and universities and boosters started to find loopholes, just like we all expected to have have happen. And that was part of the problem as well, right? Towards the demise of college football, because now it's it's trending towards the got our athletes actually spe- specifically getting paid to play or come to a university because they're getting paid nine point five million, like the Miami quarterback, or or X amount of uh, amount of dollars to play their sport, whether it's football, basketball, or or whatever, whatever have you. Most of the time, football. The demise of college football has been uh, coming for a couple years now. And then you add in Oklahoma and Texas going to the SEC, and that was the first time that you really started to hear about you know super conferences super conference. becoming a thing. And now Reddit picked up to where there could just be one giant conference and the college football world getting out from the arms of the NCAA. Like, that's been talked about for years. Like, the one giant conference is literally just... just- the NCAA model of, of football, but exactly. without the NCAA. Without the NCAA. Like, it, like that's, that's you literally could, it. You could just have everybody join one conference and then just break them up into divisions that are just whatever. Like, you could break them up into divisions that are conferences. Yeah. Like, well, it doesn't... So, it's, it's, it's a weird thing, and on, and the Reddit thing, I feel as if was a joke on, on its head. Like, in reality, like, it was yeah. just, you know... If we do this, we can do this, and we can turn a super conference into eight smaller divisions, and and they can play for their division title and do this. And I go, so you're just going to do the NCAA, but you're just going to yeah. try and cut the NCAA out. Like that's the thing. And, and we've, we've seen this coming for a long time. Like you move to a playoff model to where it it's not close to the NFL at that point. Like it wasn't close to the NFL in 2014. But what are we talking about now? With super conferences comes expansion, and with super conferences comes either destroying divisions or creating more divisions. Mm-hmm. Like if you want to create a 16-team thing, two 16-team conferences, and make each each conference into four divisions, what is that? It's just like the NFL. Yeah. So like you're sitting here, 
And, and you said to that argument of college football is now dead because USC and UCLA joined. They didn't. No, kill college football. no, they did not kill college football. And, and frankly, college football is not not even dead yet. College it's football just is, altered because now there's so many other things that have happened in the recent years to now just keep on. I mean, you just keep on adding things and events. College that football so. is still college football. The reason people want to say that college football is gone forever is because the regional matchups are going to go. The regional matchups aren't going to go away. You're still going to have those regional yeah. matchups. Maybe it'll have to be out of conference. Maybe you don't get it every single year, but you're still going to have those matchups. You're still going to have people talking trash to each other. If Virginia and Virginia Tech don't play every year, they're still going to talk trash to each other every single season like oh you couldn't beat this team that we played and we beat oh you're yeah. garbage we would beat like it it's none of the rivalries are going to go nebraska and oklahoma the rivalry didn't go away they hadn't played in, in i don't even know how long yeah. it didn't go away it was still there nebraska colorado didn't play in so long you saw it was still there nebraska miami how electric was that environment they hadn't played in forever the rivalries aren't going to go anywhere you're just not going to get them to the same you know every single year type of level that you get well, get if you move to a super conference and people are saying oh the four the four conference super whatever is going to the four super conferences is going to happen mm-hmm. because the Pac-12 is in discussions to merge with the Big 12 is that really a super conference? Well, and then what's the well, ACC going like, to do? Because they don't have sixteen teams. Well, they're going to the ACC. So going who are to, they going to take? Is that a super conference? The ACC has to dissolve here. It's going like to. that's. You're not going to have four super conferences. You might get. Yeah. You might get two super conferences and then another conference with some power five team. You know, some some high high name teams into it with the Pac-12 and the Big Twelve merging. But that's. Look, that's not a super conference. Who's the best? Who was the best team in that conference? Oregon, Utah, Pac twelve, Pac twelve, Big twelve it's merger. Right, right now. Oh, in that in that conference, um, you would think Oregon, Utah, Oklahoma State, yeah, Baylor, Baylor, yeah. Like those are your top it's, four, it, and those four yeah. aren't those four aren't college football playoff teams. That 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 conference does not have a college football playoff powerhouse perennial you know every single year team that you're actually scared of they might get one well and Oregon's going to be in the top 10 Utah's going to be in the top 10 but, but Oregon's going to do what Oregon see, does and fold at the end of the season well, Utah's going to do what they do and they're going to be great until their very last two games where they they win a close one and then they lose a game that they shouldn't lose and they're going to be left out here's another thing Rico is like then we got to talk about so if let's say the Pac-12 and the Big 12 merge it's basically the Pac-10 and the Big 12 merge whatever um yeah, exactly. Whatever. It's pish posh. Um, you talk about respect within the college football playoff and what they're going to need to do to get in. Like, it's going to have to be an undefeated team, number one. But yet, folks are going to look at the end of, at the at the season and at X team's schedule and say, "All right, who did they play? And, and is it really comparable to the the schedule that mm-hmm. USC played in the pack or the the Big Ten? Yeah, you're going to have a two lost USC like, with with all of those. All of those wins against you know big ten, your, big your, your sixteen two, teams. Your two losses are by one score to Ohio State and Michigan, and and Oregon's going to have one loss, but it was by two touchdowns to Arizona State. Yep. Like oh, what, that, what are you valuing? That, that USC two losses looks a lot better. It looks a lot better now. With that in mind, we have to remember that if that's the case, then you're expanding the playoff. You have to, and and we're already heading that way. Once again, it's it's heading that way. We know it's going to happen. It's just a matter of when. Like same thing with with teams. Here's the thing: you have to remember last week when this whole thing kind of came out. It was not more. It was not the shock that the Big Ten added teams. It was the shock of who they added. Mm-hmm. 
And so that's where you feel like even though they don't say that they have a plan in place, they are definitely like there's got to be a plan in place because you do not add USC and UCLA and then just stop. Mm-hmm. And, and granted, yes, granted, USC, USC and UCLA, UCLA reached, reached out, out to them, and, yes, and the Big Ten exactly. wasn't looking to expand. But bull, it was bull, a unit bull crap. It was well, they weren't looking to expand Come on. at this moment. Yes, thank you. Yeah, they but were. They were the presidents, yeah. the chancellors, whoever does the voting for these universities. It was a unanimous yes. Yeah, you know, unanimous, unanimously voted to bring two California teams into the Big Ten. You're not, you're not stopping there. Yeah, and Texas Jeremy makes a good point, and I kind of, re- I opened up this idea last week. What happens to the group of five teams? Do they die off? Do they become FCS? I, I think they become FCS. Let's get into that in the next segment because I have an idea. Oh, boy. I have an idea Rico has for some of these group of five teams. Oh, we'll hit that next on one on one. Watch live on Facebook, YouTube, or Twitch. You're listening to One on One with DP on 93.7 The Ticket and theticketfm.com.